0: This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona. And I'm here today with two very special guests and two amazing members of my team. Lauren Oxford, Digital Communication Strategist and Kelsey Perry, our Community Engagement Coordinator. And these two are truly the magic behind the messaging if you follow any of our social media channels in Gilbert and are the reason why our team was recently named the social media team of the year by government social media. So we are so happy to have you guys, especially to talk specifically about how active things have been on social media since probably COVID-19 in March, but then other events too that have led to record-breaking months for us in social media, especially April through July specifically. And so, so happy to have you guys today because even if our listeners are not in the government space, whether you're in the public sector or the private sector, I think we all know that um, social media traffic has been at an all-time high. And so hopefully there's a lot that people will be able to glean from this. So you guys, it's a miracle you're alive and breathing (laughs) and looking great. Uh, based on the numbers we've had. Um, so just really quickly, let me just give an overview so our, our listeners can yeah. have a sense of what we mean. But uh, between April and July, we had more than 22 million impressions across our social media channels and more than 1.4 million engagements in total. And so, I mean, just think about that. That's incredible. Um, and really, in large part, it's obviously, what was happening in the world, but really tribute to you and the rest of the team who understand that social media is an around-the-clock effort that is vital to communication in any organization, especially now more than ever.
1: Definitely. I mean, people since March have been at home more than ever, and they're looking for information to help them through a pandemic. Um, They're trying to stay more connected to their friends and family. So, us working from home and connecting virtually. I mean, it's been, we've been nonstop since March, just trying to get information out about COVID. Um, We had an emergency order from our mayor uh, in March. And so trying to communicate that information out. And then also working with her on daily updates, on video updates um, that the community found really beneficial, just trying to stay informed on everything that's been going on and staying connected.
0: Yeah. And interesting, I want to point out because a lot of people, you know, might have one person dedicated to social media or maybe they don't have any in government. I think that's probably more likely. And I heard a lot of mayors in a group that we belong to during COVID and their response talking about, I realized during this time I need to get on social media and get, become more active. And that was a little surprising to me that it wasn't already there. We obviously have been building a foundation for we didn't know a pandemic was going to come, but we've been preparing for this for eight and a half years. And it's because when you do need to get information now or have that two-way conversation with residents, they're already there. I think what's interesting amongst many things, Kelsey, is that your role uh, as community engagement coordinator, again, tr- predominantly in Gilbert Online, right? Next, Whether right. it's next door or 311, our residents, their neighbors are having these conversations online your role when COVID-19 changed, all of your focus then had to turn to these conversations that were happening on social media. And so the two of you became this team kind of around the clock and with the help of others on the team who also had to rethink their roles. And now, you know, everyone's rethinking how we're spending our time because, again, prior to this, social media was very important. Um, I think, Lauren, you mentioned that on average, we'd have about 93 comments per day on our channels prior to this, but in June, it was up to 639 per day. And so just think about that, managing the responses, keeping and monitoring conversations, answering questions, giving feedback. Um, it was, it's very overwhelming and it's a ton of work. It can be very exhausting. And so talk to me a little bit about. Because I think a lot of people will want to know and they, they obviously, you know, if you follow our channels, you see um, the amount of effort that's put into not only, you know, the content that goes out, but the coordinated effort across, again, 30 plus channels to get important information out.
1: Yeah. I think it's just been a tribute to us being a centralized marketing communications team. I don't think that a lot of local governments have that. Um, so just being able to have people from different departments that report into, our team um, from police and fire and parks and rec um, just because we had to be so flexible during this whole time just with the influx of comments that have been coming in and trying to make sure we're doing our due diligence trying to get information out as quickly as possible so really we've all been pretty flexible as far as helping each other so really like i was the single um social media person with kelsey's help too um but during this whole process, Kelsey's really been helping me like a lot and I, I would have died without Kelsey before now. But then even also just the rest of our team, because I was monitoring social media every day and there's just no way that this could have been possible if the, if the rest of the team hadn't stepped in to help um, monitor social media, especially on the weekends, just having one or two days to be able to take a mental break. Um, has been a godsend.
2: <laughs> yeah. And and along with having a centralized team, it's allowed us to have a centralized message. And that's always important, but it's so important right now. Um, especially if you guys remember early on, information was changing so rapidly. And so always having somebody looking at the big picture and usually four or five of us. And so if you think about like some departments, you know, they have kind of those siloed positions. And so you're just focused on, whatever is in front of you but our team works so differently we we use microsoft teams a lot and we actually have a team uh chat with all of our social media team that's like pretty much around the clock even if it's a saturday morning and you're you have a question about a response or some information somebody gets on and answers um and you have a sounding board for that and that's just so important because you know we're passing along information from the county and the state And just as one person, it's impossible to keep all of that straight and make sure you get all of that correct. So having that centralized team has been key for us.
1: And having a centralized team, too, has allowed us to have such a huge reach on social media. Um, We use Sprout Social to schedule out posts, and that's been really helpful to be able to share information across all of our channels. Um, So if for some reason they're not following us on the main accounts, they're getting their information information from Parks and Recreation or the police department too. So, um, and then also just working closely with the team, again, like Kelsey was mentioning, uh, just making sure we're all on the same page for how we're responding to residents and not trying to uh, do extra work if we already know our response or have responded to someone already, um, putting like an FAQ page together so we know uh, how to give that information out to people.
0: Yeah, Kelsey, you mentioned the uh, fire and police departments specifically. And so that is what makes us unique from other cities that we do have public information officers in both our fire and police department that report into our team. And so obviously, we know that COVID um, hit in March. And then um, on top of that, we had a George Floyd response that happened in June that affected every city across the country and their police departments and into their communities. And so Whether it was protests or, um, you know, what, what is the messaging behind how your police chief is going to respond in a time like this? Or what is your mayor going to say? These are all coordinated efforts that must come, um, collectively, um, together from what we believe is, you know, one message, one team, one organization to Gilbert, our community and who that audience is, regardless of. What department you're in, we're all trying to reach our residents and and get information to them that's helpful. And so uh, June, when I mentioned the 639 comments uh, per day average, a lot of that was still the COVID messaging that was going out, a mask mandate that came down. Um, That was really important information that we needed people to understand because here in Arizona, we were a little later than a lot of the country was. We were kind of behind um, 30 to 60 days at times. So there was a huge impact on us in June, on top of everything that was happening with George Floyd, and so we had this opportunity collectively to respond. Um, and you know, I know that one of our top uh, social media posts of, of during this time period, from April to July, was um, the decision that the mayor made to block out the water tower um, at, at you know at a time that was really important. We have a water tower in our downtown. If you're not familiar with it. Um, And again, that was one of our most popular posts. And so, you know, the ability, again, to be able to work with our, you know, our public safety personnel and across all departments and to share messaging, like you said, these the videos that the mayor was making, we created this drumbeat of information that was going out. We were averaging 15 to 20,000 views per video of hers, and we were placing them on every channel. We talk a lot about, um, we used to talk a lot about driving people to a particular channel, and now it's really cumulative views. So again, and impressions, um, which if you follow uh, Matthew Kobach on Twitter, yesterday he said that he believes that impressions are worth more than engagements on social media because the point of marketing is for people to see what you do. And that's really where we're focused on. And we had obviously almost 23 million of those over the course of four months. And, and we're a government agency because people do care about their local government. Now more than ever, they need to be connected to their police department, to the important information regarding whether it was stay at home orders or a mask mandate or just the data around COVID. So this was really, really key for us. And luckily we had built this foundation over time. And prior to this, not knowing what was going to happen, but we were really fortunate that we had, you know, the setup in the organization that we did during a time like this. And so, when I talk about uh, these numbers and how high they were, a lot of this was because we saw influx on platforms that maybe were dwindling prior to COVID-19. Like Facebook, for example, was a place that you didn't normally see a lot of conversation prior. But during this, our Facebook traffic was, you know, it exploded again. And even Twitter and then Kelsey next door specifically which you know you can talk about what you saw happen on next door between that same time period
2: yeah the biggest the biggest glow up of them all was certainly next door <laughs> um and you know we we used it uh, much differently than we do now we we used it for some traffic information and the most vital town information but um There's some, some tools that we lack on Nextdoor, and one of them is our ability to, you know, pre-schedule posts. And so sometimes we don't use it as often as our channels, but what it does have is a direct connection to our residents. And so, you know, that is so, so vital, um, when you're talking about information about COVID or, um, our racial relations in the community. So we're up to, uh, 71,000 members on Nextdoor. And um, I just looked back over a six-month period and compared 2019 uh, to 2020, and it was pretty astonishing. Um, we had over 2 million impressions in 2020 uh, compared to about 400,000 in 2019. So just an incredible jump. And again, those are the conversations that we are sure are only between our residents and, um, so it's a really great way for us to keep a pulse on what information, um, we're doing a good job at communicating where there's maybe some misunderstandings and, um, what people are saying. So it was incredible to see the growth, um, on that floor, on that platform. And we're using it a lot more and we're trying to weave in some more, um, fun posts. We did like a pet day. I think it was one of our most popular posts that we did over 20,000 impressions. And that never would have happened before. Um, it wasn't really a place where you went and had that sense of community like the other channels because we just didn't have um, you know, the engagement that we have now.
0: Yeah, it, you're right. And it is really setting that foundation prior. And we had done that with for so many reasons. But one of them was because 2020 was already supposed to be a huge year for us here in Gilbert. We have a census, um, which Kelsey, you've been overseeing as well, which which had its first online um, participation option, which was really a benefit for us. And it's Gilbert's centennial year. And so we had a lot of plans around our 100th birthday, which fell in the middle of all of this, uh, July 6th. And so our world changed. Our plans for the year changed. And yet we were able to pivot because we already had These platforms in place, we had the right structure in the organization and we had the right people. And I don't want to make it awkward for you too at all by, (laughs) you know, giving, you know, giving you all the kudos, but it's really true. And I don't think that people understand that the nuanced work that goes into every post to, you know, we would have to take a deep breath and I know you would before and still do before we post anything, you know, related to COVID or a mask because the blowback. And the conversation changed so much. And if anyone's online now, you know that since March, what's happening on social media and the conversation is changing, whether it's political conversation, um, it beca- everything becomes maybe an argument or it becomes polarizing or you're taking a side and, you know, it, it's exhausting. And I think just as a, as a viewer or a connoisseur of social media in general, it's exhausting. You guys have it even more so because you're managing this day to day. And I just think it's really important. And I know there's been a lot on Twitter and shout outs around, you know, give your social media people extra love. They need it. This is hard. I mean, I don't think that our work in this space has ever been harder. And I don't think it ever will. I hope, um, not, I hope, I hope it'll never be like this again, <laughs> but your work has changed drastically in six months and The things that we would normally post about, you know, the fun stuff, we keep saying, bring back the fun. And you mentioned the dog poster, you know, National Dog Day or a pet post is like, we're just getting so excited to be able to post something like this because everything else is so serious and so heavy. And yet at the same time, the responsibility is so high because you see the engagement. And oftentimes, I'm sorry, again, to toot your horn, but it's true. You were giving information, not just to our residents, but to people all over Arizona and probably over the, all over the country. They couldn't get it anywhere else. I mean, we would have a governor, the governor would have a press conference, and you guys would have the information out across all the channels before they even had anything up on social media. And we had people reach out from the governor's team saying, Who's running your social media? These people are like on it. Like, we've got you beaten. I said, Don't even think about taking them. They're, they're, they're stuck with me. But I think this is really it's hard for you guys to lift your head up to think about what you've done in the last six months because you're doing it. Your head is down, you're ensconced in it 24/7. There is no break, there's no stopping. Every time we think we're gonna get a break, I swear something else happens. Um but that's exhausting work, and it's, but it's so important. I mean, again, as as tough as sometimes the conversations are to see and be a part of you, the combination of you two, and I think your measured approach and thoughtful approach and including the team and running things by the group, nothing that gets done on our channels is done without so much thought, coordination, planning, time, um, it, it's it's incredible. And so talk to me a little bit about, you know, how and how do you sustain something like that? How do you avoid the burnout? What are we gonna do? My suggestion was quit all the platforms and just do TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal. I'm suggestion. A <laughs> <laughs> but talk a little bit about that. It takes a special person and Lauren, you you both of you, I think, have very thick skin. And I think you both, um, you know, you're very, you're very professional. You're very measured. My instinct sometimes is like, excuse me. You know, like I'm going to respond. <laughs> that's or, that's our instinct not true. Too. And you guys are we like, okay, it. you know, hold on a second and you know, talk to a little bit about that. Cause that's the stuff that people don't, they see all the amazing things you post and share. And again, you were, you've given awards for this and the numbers are insane. But what goes on on that people don't see to be able to get there, you know?
1: I think we've all had our share of meltdowns. Definitely. (laughs) Since March. (laughs) Um, But honestly, it's been really helpful just having each other to rely on. I really, my heart goes out to people that are a one man team and are trying to bear all of this on their own. Um, But having a team that you can (laughs) kind of vent and just talk through all of this. And something that I love that Kelsey always talks about is, you know, we have. Just through this time, we've seen a lot of negativity on social media, and just with how controversial everything's been. But really, we have to keep our eye on the big picture that we do have all of these impressions, and not everyone is going to be engaging. Um, Really, the people that are most upset are likely going to be the ones that are commenting. So, keeping that in mind has been really helpful, and just understanding that we are making a difference by sharing this information even when it can be kind of tough to see all of the comments.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Having a team has been huge because you're right, when you're having your moment, you have somebody to call and, and let them talk you down. But also I think what's unique about our team is that we have a really dedicated Group of employees that feel the obligation. So like, even when, like you said, it gets, you know, really murky out there. We're in an election year. Things that we did not know would be divisive are we step back and remember that we still have an obligation to get people this information because we're their local government and sometimes they couldn't find it anywhere else. So I think for me and for the rest of the team, whenever we had like the worst day ever, it was, you know, then you get that one message that was like, Thank you so much. I I had no idea. And when you're talking about, you know, people's lives and their livelihoods, it's so much more important. Like, it's always important as to have a communications team for a local government. But 2020 showed us that you cannot survive without it. You know, we had businesses closing, schools closing, and we were the source of information for people. And so even when you were overwhelmed by it, it was It was the ability to do something that helped somebody else at a time when everything else in the world was uncertain that I feel like kept us going.
0: Yeah, you're right. And it it isn't, you know, it can be, it can feel very thankless, uh, you know, of course, because even if the negative comments aren't the majority, they, they, they hurt or they tend to stand out. And, you know, we had a lot of feedback. (laughs) Feedback is a gift. Our former mayor used to say, and we had a lot of feedback from people you know, and and you're right. If they're going to take the time to tell us, and, and a lot of times they were making a point, a valid point that we would could consider. Um, and other times, you know, it's funny because we had people also tell us, you know, I know that's not my mayor, but I'm just really counting on you guys and your mayor <laughs> to tell me what I need to do. And it was like, whoa, the responsibility is very heavy and it's easy yeah. to feel like you said, like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Like it's not worth it to post this because we're just gonna get, you know, a bunch of blowback or whatever it was. But it was like, wait a second, you're right. When you step back and you think about, well, what if people can't find this information anywhere else? Like this is our responsibility. And, you know, from my perspective and how, you know, I run a team is and 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 never and and not to call out Lauren specifically, but her position and and maybe others, you know listening out there that have tried to really fight to get a full-time social media person, or maybe they had a tough time justifying what this person would be doing all day. Um, you know, now more than ever, and I think with Lauren's position specifically, it took me three years to get a social media, a dedicated social media person. And there were comments made like, what is this person going to do, sit on Twitter all day? It's like, Yes, and you should feel very sorry for them because <laughs> it's not that fun, right? Especially yeah. right now. Um, and so, but then it was like, now I'm rethinking everything. I need more people watching social media. We need more eyeballs on this. It's it's too much for one person. And so you're right. It's it's thinking in the future, like if this doesn't go away and the conversation and we thought it was short-term, if the conversation online or on social media doesn't die down, Anytime soon. And all of these channels are very active, which they have been, including Nextdoor and Instagram. I mean, and Instagram too um, still has, you know, in crazy, crazy amount of engagement and impressions. Um, But it's like you start to think about if this goes on forever from a resource perspective, like how do you avoid the burnout? How do you keep people, you know, how do you make sure, but then how do you keep that coordinated message? You know, not everyone. Um, can do what you guys do. Like I said, it's very nuanced. I don't think that people understand. It's not just a simple, you know, response to a question of like, yes or no. We think you, you think through every, every word of a response or, you know, should, should we take this into direct message? Is this some conversation we should be having publicly or, and you guys even weigh in on other, don't, not to mention the groups that, you know, we facilitate, but what about all the other discussions that go on in these outside groups? Like we have a group called Go Gilbert in Facebook that's very active that you guys monitor. We have protests happening in our community weekly. And so we're monitoring conversations around those and those groups that are involved. And it's just, there's so much going on. And that's what I wanted people to really, I mean, to obviously celebrate you and the work that you've done, but for people to understand This amount of work and effort and time that it takes to do this and do it well. And you guys don't make mistakes. I mean, it's, it's a me, it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, I really, I, I can't say it enough, but, um, and that's, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure too, but it's, Kelsey, you touched on it. It's getting the right people who are passionate and committed and understand it's doing the right thing every time. Because it is the right thing to do. And so um, with that comes obviously a a lot of responsibility, but you guys are amazing. So I want to break down the the months too to to tell you a little bit. So 7 million, more than 7 million impressions in April, more than 6.6 million in May, more than 7 million in June. And then July got really hot and dropped off a little bit. It was only (laughs) only 2.2 million impressions in July. Um, But again, This is, this is just incredible. And the amount of people that are seeing the content that you, that you create is, you know, is amazing. And so what advice do you have for others who, I mean, a lot of people are just getting started, um, in COVID. We, like I said, there were a lot of mayors and you'd be really uh, surprised who were like, I think I decided I need to get on social media because I've got to be able to get my message out. And I was like, whoa, you, you are, you weren't already on social media. And so that was surprising so sometimes it's starting small, you don't kind of have to go big and have this, you know, like I said, it's taken us eight and a half years to have the, you know, setup that we have and to make sure we organizationally, it, it all made sense. It was coordinated. But what advice do you have for people who are just getting started or maybe just thinking about using Nextdoor as a tool to push out information or, um, you know, thinking about starting, getting their mayor up and running on
1: Instagram? I think so for the people that are a one man team, understanding (laughs) what you realistically can put out and also communicating that with management and what your needs are too, um, just because it is such a big responsibility. And I think understanding what resources are available to you. So, even for example, with our health department in Arizona, they have different social media graphics that you can use or social media um, texts that you can share out. So, especially for those of you that are just trying to do it on your own, um, just finding resources that are are already available to you, I think is a big one.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. We realized that when we were sharing other outside groups information, it was a little less controversial, especially during COVID-19. It looked like we were making up these rules. We're like, these aren't our rules or guidelines. But when we shared back as close to the source as you can get, share that post, that helped a little bit with the conversation and some of the response that we got versus if we generated the post, it looked like, you know, maybe your government was telling you what to do or how to do things and That definitely didn't go over well with a lot of people, but it was good to know. And so we shifted our approach. And instead of, you know, generating these posts ourselves, we would wait and say, okay, we're going to share it from whether it was the governor's office or the health department, like you said, or even using, you know, the CDC and maybe some of their content. So figuring out how to go and tap into some of that other content if you don't create it on your own. That's That's a great point too.
2: Yeah. And I also think not over committing. Sometimes it's like, all right, we're going social and everyone joins every channel, but it's worse to start an account and not keep up with it because then it just looks dormant. So I think, you know, it's okay to just take on one at a time and keep that maintained and that be the place that people go for information because, you know, we saw once you start putting it out, People, sometimes we'd we'd switch the day, right? We would put out a mayor video and we'd get a message. When's it coming? Because they rely on that information. So once you start those channels, just make sure it's something you can keep up with. Um, And what does it look like? You know, we we decided that we would create the COVID-19 site and link back to that every time. So we didn't have to put every bit of information in every post. People knew that that's, that the, the COVID site is where they went for information and we got the timely updates on social. So I think having a big picture plan, um, it's exciting. I, I mean, we want to get on TikTok and all the channels too. Every, every new channel that comes out, but I think you got to make sure it's something you can handle because it is, like you said, Dana, it's a lot of work and it's always changing. And I think to do it well on a couple channels is better than, than trying to be everywhere. Yeah, and I should
0: another, you know, kudos to you guys. I think, you know, on on average, you're responding to posts within an hour, um, which is just so crazy to me. And it, but if people are out there, and again, especially if you're in the government space, you can't think that your residents aren't gonna need you on the weekends or off hours. In fact, they probably end up needing you more during the times <laughs> when are not like the You'll business like day. <laughs> and and so, you know, that's a really important point to make. And you can't just put something out there at the end of the week and then think you're going to get back to them on Monday morning. And I know that might sound pretty straightforward, like obviously, but it is really important that if you're in the government space and you're going to embark on these social media efforts that you act like how your customer would expect to receive. And when, whether you're a private company or a government organization, people expect to have a response and acknowledgement and answer on social media quickly And so they're not going to think you're an exception to the rule just because you're government. And so you have to understand that that is what you're doing, and it's for your customer because again, your average resident, and for us in Gilbert, they're 33 years old and they're living their lives online. And if they have a question, they're going to social media to ask it of us. And so, and that's been the case for us. You know, whether it was reporting something through our 311 app or you know, going, you know, asking us a direct message on Twitter, whatever it was, social media was always prior to this, this place where people would come. And so it was more important now more than ever for us to be there for them during this time of need. And so you're right in setting that expectation that look, even if it's elected officials or other people, your police chief, people that think, oh, I need these channels, I want these channels, be sure to let them know what that means. And, you know, it is, it's it's a lot of work. But honestly, we couldn't do it without you two specifically. I just feel so grateful that I had you both and the entire team during this time, which again was, some of it was coincidental. Um, so I always say that to people. I'm like, I always say that about our demographics too. I'm like, just know our residents are young, you know, they're highly educated, they're online. Um, It doesn't work necessarily for everyone this way, but I think for us, because we have been building this foundation for so long, it really set us up for success in a time of a huge pandemic, a crisis um, in the community with police departments across the country. Again, these problems are not Gilbert problems. They're everyone's problems. Um, And I think that, you know, we've been able to continue to provide, I mean, exceptional information communication and a level of service to our residents and I know it might not seem like they love it all the time but um it's important and you guys are really at the center of all of it and the reason I said 20, 20 more than 22 million reasons why um you guys are amazing so thank you so much for joining me thank you this yes thanks fun. for having us some fun for once, right? I know <laughs> yeah. and it's important to take the time to stop and reflect and I know the two of you were going through the analytics and you always are keeping an eye on that that type of stuff but to really stop planning for this podcast and and realize the, you know, these numbers are astronomical and it's like wow, and you did that and that's that's amazing. So I'm so grateful to both of you and and to the entire team for not giving up when it would be really easy to do so at times.
2: <laughs> so thank totally. you. Thanks for having us. It was fun to talk thank about you. it. And you're right. It's it's nice to look at the big picture. You're in it day to day. Sometimes you forget about the impact that you make. So I liked looking over all the numbers and it, it surprised even me, even though I experienced it every day.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible. So thank you both. And Thank you also to our listeners. Please check out all of our social media channels that we've mentioned at gilbertaz.gov slash connect. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital.